what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Pervy's Point. I'm super excited about today's episode uh, because this is my uh, first on location episode. Um, I am currently uh, in Atlanta, Georgia and I'm sitting in my hotel room and I love views. If you know anything about me, I love views and I'm sitting in my room and I'm actually looking out the window and it's a pretty day here uh, in Atlanta, actually in a suburb called Alpharetta. Um, and it's a pretty day outside. And just in the mindset of consistency, uh, we've been putting out new episodes every week. And just because I'm out of town does not mean I can't create. And so God has allowed me time in my day or given me the, the mindset to make time in my day uh, to create a episode uh, that would help all of us. Not just you, but me as well. And I'm excited to just have this conversation with you today on on this topic of help, of help. Um, if you've been anywhere in any community, any city, you've oftentimes drove by, walked by establishments that have signs in the window or signs on the door that says uh, help needed. And um, these signs sometimes are written on cardboard. They're written on paper. Uh, but however they're written and however they're printed, uh, they are put on the door or in a way where people who need a job or want to work can offer their assistance because they need help. What this shows is that the owner of the establishment um, has recognized um, that in order to be successful, they can't do the work by themselves. That in order to maintain their business, in order to maintain their level of excellence, they need help and they request it. And when companies are short staffed and in need of assistance, they post a sign saying help needed. Some companies go even further and they post their job postings and listings online and on LinkedIn and different platforms because in order to build anything in order to grow anything you need help you need people's assistance to help you get to where you need to go and uh, the point I want to make today is that such is life as being the owner of our lives we have to take inventory of our lives and see where we need help and when we realize we need help, we need to ask for it. I think so many times people miss out on being better because pride stops them or past experiences stop them from asking for help. I can't tell you how many times I've met people who were in need and instead of not wanting to bother people or not wanting to be a bother to others. They didn't ask for help and they end up suffering or um, figuratively dying and sometimes literally dying because they did not ask for help. And, and, I, and I, know, I know what it feels like because that's been me. And like one of the most beautiful things about doing a podcast uh, in this format is I'm just, I'm giving you my point of view. This is Pervy's point. And my point is that I understand how hard it is sometimes to ask for help because sometimes asking for help 
makes you feel a certain way, makes you feel less accomplished, it makes you feel like you're leaning and depending on people, makes you feel hopeless, makes you feel helpless in some ways. So, so I get it. But the point I'm going to make today, and y'all know how I do, I give you three practical pervy points to go off of. But the point I want to make today is that could it be that the, the better you is on the other side of you asking for help? that God did not build you or wire you for you to know and do everything. That, that maybe you would be less stressed if you ask for help. Maybe you would, be, uh, you would get more rest if you ask for help. Maybe you could do more if you ask for help. And so I just felt like um, to help listeners today, we're gonna talk about how maybe a lot of us need to put a sign on the door of our lives and just say help needed help needed and i need help becoming better and doing more and so the three 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 ways that or three things about help that i want to encourage you with as you're driving um you may be on your lunch break sitting in your car at work listening to the podcast uh you may be in the gym or at home however you listen just want to speak to your heart real quick or speak to your heart even more on these three three things as when we talk about help. Number one, um, it's okay to ask for help. I, I, I want you to know that, that it's perfectly fine, perfectly okay for you to ask for help. The reason why, because sometimes what you carry in life may be too heavy for you to carry on your own. And if you don't ask for help, it could be assumed that you are capable of carrying this load by yourself. Let me say that again. People, I'm not going spiritual on you right now. I'm going, I'm going very practical. People see you externally and people will never know what you're carrying or if what you're carrying is too heavy if you don't ask for help. But people will assume that if you're carrying it, that you're comfortable carrying it, right? I remember one time you know, I was working outside in the yard with my dad when I was younger. And my dad would always get me outside and help to pull uh, tree limbs that he would cut from the trees in the yard. In our yard, uh, we had we had almost, uh, we had half an acre in the, behind our house that I grew up in. And there were these tall pecan trees. And if you know anything about pecan trees, they're, they're very tall and uh, pecans fall in their season. And so in our yard would be a lot of pecans, but also it'd be a lot of leaves and trees on the branches. And sometimes we had to prune the tree. And my dad would get me outside to help him pull the, the leaves. And so I remember one time there was a bundle of sticks and a bundle of branches uh, that we had to put on the back of the trailer. And I was attempting to pick it up and put it on the back of the trailer. And I was, I was struggling. I was struggling and I kept struggling. I kept struggling and my dad didn't help me. And I, I was wondering why my dad did not come to help me pick up these heavy bundles of sticks. So I kept struggling and kept trying. And it wasn't until I said, dad, I need help. And my dad came and he helped me put the rest of the sticks and branches on top of the trailer. And it, it just reminds me of something that sometimes it takes the request being made for you to get help because my dad said I thought you had it I, I, I thought you had I thought you could do it because you didn't ask 
And, and, and you know, my, my dad was a my dad was my pastor growing up. He said, uh, "You have no help because you didn't ask for no help. You have not because you ask not." And and, and so um, I I think that you know it's okay because some things are too heavy for you to pick up. Some things are too heavy for you to carry, and it's okay to ask for help because my dad didn't see me as a weak son. My dad didn't see me as somebody who couldn't help in the task at hand. My dad didn't see me as somebody who wasn't beneficial. My dad was just waiting and willing to help me do what I couldn't do on my own. And it's okay to ask for help. Just because you ask for help does not mean you're weak. Just mean just because you ask for help does not mean you're incapable. Just because you ask for help does not mean you're not smart or intelligent. Listen, family, like sometimes you just need help and that and God has equipped other people to help you. Now, y'all know how I do. I try not to go down a litany of things and areas where you need help in because there are people listening to this podcast that need help in so many different areas. So there's no reason to just go down one lane. But, you know, you're listening today and you know what areas of your life you need help in. And I just want to let you know it's okay for you to ask for help. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be great at everything. You can ask for help. All right. Because number two is just as important as number one. It's okay to ask for help. But number two is without help, you will fail. Without help, you will fail. Um, it, it paints the picture of the opening illustration that I gave you about a store establishment with the sign on the window. Um, let's go inside that restaurant. If, if it's a restaurant, let's go, let's go inside of it. Let's go inside the restaurant. Let's open the door. Let's walk inside the restaurant and let's see the tables. Let's see the chairs. Let's see the murals on the wall. Let's see the nice paint jobs. Let's see the pictures that they have. We see the counter and we see the menu and we smell the food, but we don't see any waitresses. We don't see any waiters. We don't see anybody welcoming us at the front desk. All we see is one cook. I want you to imagine that we see one cook and that cook happens to be the owner. And we see this one cook, this one person running around waiting tables, running around cooking food, running around getting menus, running around taking money. And we see this person running. But I also want you to see how customers are waiting and customers are frustrated and customers are disgruntled because they came there to be served only to be met by somebody who felt like they didn't need help and trying to do everything on their own. I paint that picture, but you can see it in real life because some of you have been to establishments like that. You've walked in with the expectation of receiving something only to realize that there's one person trying to do everything. What if I told you that's how it feels walking into your life? What if I told you that's how people feel walking into your life, that they walk into your life only to meet somebody who's trying to do everything and they can't serve others well because they're trying to do everything on their own, that they walk into your life and there's no good customer service. There's nobody there to greet them. There's nobody there to explain the menu. There's nobody there to wait on them or to bring them their water. There's nobody there to serve them. And some of you have empty lives and boring lives and unsuccessful lives because you fail to ask for help and everybody who enters your life enters into a space where you're trying to be everything for everybody and you can't. It's a hard pill to swallow. But 
I want you to hear my heart on that. That same picture I just painted for you, imagine walking back into that same establishment and you walk in and somebody greets you at the door. Say, hey, thank you for coming. How many, how many in your party? And they get the menu and they escort you to your table. When you get to your table, less than 20 seconds, somebody comes and says, hi, my name is Robert Purvey. I'm your waiter today. Can I take your drink order? I know you haven't had a chance to look at the menu, but take your time, look at the menu, tell me what appetizers you want. I'll come back. I'll be back in a minute. And they serve you to come back and your water never gets low. Your drink never gets low. Your food comes out hot. Your food is great. Customer service is great. And you never see the owner because the owner has made the restaurant working so well to where they don't have to be a representative of everything. What if somebody walked into your life like that? What if somebody walked into your life and they saw your life operating at a maximum level where every piece of your life was represented by something or someone that was helping you be great? I, I want that. I want that for you. Because without it, you will fail. You will fail. I remember reading this article um, a couple of years ago and um, yeah, I'm a history buff, fact buff. I, just, I, I love facts, random facts and history and stuff like that. So I just, I, I read random stuff. I remember reading an article about this owner of a barbecue restaurant in East Texas and he owned this barbecue spot and uh, he had to close. He had to close uh, because of the pandemic. And in the article, um, it, it said a lot because he had been open for a while. But in the article, it said that um, had he had enough help over the years to help him build his business up more, he would have had the financial equity to not close during the pandemic. But because he tried to pretty much handle the business by himself, he didn't have what he needed to sustain through the pandemic. So he had to close. And so I read the article, but I'm like, wow. Wow. Like what it spoke to me was he could have still had a successful business and still thriving even through an adverse time had he asked for help. But now he had to close his doors because he tried to do everything on his own. Without help, you will fail and I don't want you to fail. Y'all, I don't want you to fail. I, I'm consistent with this podcast and giving my point and perspective on things every week because I'm right there. Like y'all, we can't afford to fail. There's too much great stuff for us. Like God has too much great things that he can do to and through our lives for us to be so caught up in trying to do everything ourselves. Like there are some things in our hands that God wants to take off our hands and give to other people so we can be free to do what we need to do. But before I go to number three, um, maybe that's maybe, maybe that's the reason why we don't. I'm going to go left and come back right. Maybe the reason why we don't want to give stuff to other people because if other people did better with what we had in our hands, we'd feel some type of way. I, I, I think that that could be a, a lot, a lot of our issue that we are scared to see other people do better than us. So we would rather suffer and fail and fall rather than give some things in our hands to others so they can do better with it. Y'all, if you're an educator, you've seen it. If you are in ministry, you've seen it. If, if, if any line of business you're in, you've, you, you've seen it. You, you've seen great, skillful, gifted people fail to relinquish things because they're scared somebody else will do a better job. 
And hear me, y'all. If somebody does a better job than you, can you learn to celebrate them? Huh? Can, 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 can you learn to celebrate them? If they if they do a better job than you at something, can can you learn to celebrate them for the good job? Can, do you know how, how much better that will make you feel and how amazing that will make you feel if you just learn to celebrate people that are successful in something that you may not have been so good at? It's a freeing feeling because you don't want to be the type of person that's always willing to take in celebration or always willing to take in the accolades but can never give them. Yeah, so I, I'll... Maybe I'll talk about that another time. That's that, that. But I just want you to understand. Some sometimes we 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 get that way because um, it's okay to ask for help. Without help, you will fail. But you have to understand. And I alluded to it earlier, but I'm gonna go deeper here. You're not a failure because you need help. It's okay to ask for help. Without help, you will fail. But let me affirm you. You are not a failure because you need help. I would suggest that you're more successful or you will be more successful because you ask for help. I used to work for the Boys and Girls Club back in my early 20s. I was a, I was a Boys and Girls Club kid. I grew up in a Boys and Girls Club in Houston uh, from a little kid. And when I went off to college, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club in Ennis, Texas. Um, I had a short stint at the YMCA. Uh, but we didn't see eye to eye, so I went back to the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> and uh, ended up working for the Boys and Girls Club in Arlington. So needless to say, my, my career in youth development was with the Boys and Girls Club until I went into full-time ministry as a youth pastor. But I can remember one time working for the Boys and Girls Club in Ennis, and there was this mother who had four kids that went to the Boys and Girls Club. And um, I remember watching this mom, and she would pick her boys up, um, every day from the Boys and Girls Club at a certain time, maybe like between 5.45, 6 o'clock every day. Uh, but when, it, when you would see mom, uh, she was one of those moms that uh, she had a smile on her face, but she always looked tired. She always looked tired. And I remember talking to her and I asked, um, what could we do to make her life easier? Yeah, we see her pick her kids up from the Boys and Girls Club. I remember asking, like, Mama, you always look tired. What can we do to make your life easier? And she would always be like, oh, no, you guys, um, you, you, you do enough. You do enough. You don't have to do anything. I don't need anything. You know, um, these are my kids. I had, I had them, and the Lord gave me to them, and I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And every time you, we would ask her, every time, every time uh, me, as I work with a young lady named Holly, and Holly, God rest her soul, her mom's name was Mama Sister. Mama Sister was an old black lady who used to work at the Boys and Girls Club. She was sweet as pie. And we always ask her, Mama, what do you need? She would always tell us, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And so finally, one day, we talked to one of the kids. And we realized that although Mama had a smile on her face and although Mama picked her kids up every day at the same time, that Mama was struggling because Mama's job didn't pay her as much. And some days, they wouldn't have enough food. And some days they wouldn't have lights. Some days they wouldn't have water. And so what we did was we did a clever way. We just blessed mama. Blessed mama and we gave mama food. I want to say we got with the, uh, there was a local bank in Ennis. And we got with that bank and we ended up paying mama's rent for like six months. Paid mama's utilities uh, up to six months. And so mama could get on her feet and save some money. 
And when, and when we presented everything to her, she was just just crying and bawling. I, I, I'll never forget. It was at the Boys and Girls Club. She, we were right there in the game room. And uh, we did after everybody left. Uh, we sent the boys to one of the back rooms with the volunteers. And, and uh, the three of us presented all of this to mine with the manager from the bank that was there. And I remember her saying, thank y'all so much. I didn't want to bother y'all. I didn't want to ask for help because I'm a mom. And I didn't want to feel like a failure if I couldn't provide for my kids. And I remember mama's sister, God rest her soul. And I'm trying not to get emotional. I remember mama's sister saying, baby, sometimes God sends people so you won't be a failure. I, and it like, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it, that you're not a failure because you ask for help. That God has literally equipped and molded and blessed people in certain positions to help you so you won't fail. You won't fail. And, and it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask. You're, let me speak to your spirit. I don't know if your situation is like that mom. I don't know what situation you're in, but let me be mama sister to you real quick. God has put people in your life and in your path to be a help to you so you won't fail. I want to encourage you to do something. This is the point Pervy is about to make. I want to encourage you to do something. If you can get out of your own way, see the areas in your life where you need help. Here's what I want you to do for yourself. Ask for it. Ask for help. Ask, ask for help. Um, there's a song. You see back in church. I'm trying not to mess it up, y'all. And, and if you old, if you old Baptist like me, you might start singing along with me. There's a song that said, "Ask the Savior to help you. Ask the Savior to help you to 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 guide you and strengthen you. He he is willing to aid you. Um, he will see you through. It it, it, it goes something like that." It goes something like that. But I, 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 all I remember is around that time, uh, they got to the part about asking the Savior to help you. Uh, the church mother starts shouting. Uh, they, they, they start going in. But, I, but the song just said, ask, ask the Savior to help you. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to keep you. And the part that used to always get me, even as a kid, that he is willing. He is willing to aid you. That Jesus will carry you through. Yo, it, it, it's it's something you got to know. You're, you're, you're not a failure because you ask for help because you have a savior that carries you through every moment, every situation, circumstance of life. And as he's carrying you, he's providing for you. And there are people he puts in your path. There's people that God has uniquely equipped to put in your path so that you can be successful. So that, so that, so you can be successful and you got to know it. I don't, I don't know who this podcast is for today, but y'all I'm here in Atlanta and the Lord put it on my spirit to encourage listeners that listen to Perry's point to seek help. And before I leave you, I, I, I want to leave with this. I want to give you practical, but I want to leave you with this. God is our Heavenly Father. 
and he will never leave his children without. The Bible says that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. That, that God will never leave his children begging. He's willing to give you exactly what you need to get to where you need to be, to be who you need to become for yourself and for your family. And before you ask anybody else for help, I want to leave this episode today giving you this. Before you ask that person to help you financially, before you go to the bank and ask for a loan, before you text somebody, ask them, whatever your help is, before you even seek out the therapist, before you call your mom, before you call your best friend, yes, all those people can help you. But the first thing I want you to do, I want you to pray and ask God to help you and ask God to open your heart in your eyes and your ears so that you ask the right people. Because you got to know sometimes you can't ask the wrong people for the right help. You can ask the wrong people for the right help. Seeking God first ensures that you go to the right place, that you go to the right people so you can get the right help. So, so, so seek him first above everything. The Bible instructs us that if we if we if we seek him first and seek him and his kingdom first, that um, and his righteousness and what he wants and what he desires, that everything will be added to us. That seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him first and all these things will be added to us that. So the, so I want to encourage you with this. If you want good things added to your life. Ask your good and gracious God before you ask people. But whatever you do, make sure that you ask for help. Song says, uh, no, never alone. No, never alone. He promised that he promised me that he would never, ever leave me alone. My uncle Leroy used to sing that back at the Evans Spring Baptist Church in East Texas on them wooden benches with the wasps flying through the window. It was hot in there. And he 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 strike out singing that no, never alone. And my daddy and my aunt Jean used to join in with him. My uncle Paul come and pick up the bass line, and they would say no, never alone, no, never alone. He promised that he would never leave me, never to leave me alone. And if he'll never leave you alone. You can ask your good and gracious God for help and he will help you. So ask for help. Put the sign on the door. Put the sign on the door of your life saying help needed. Help needed. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. Without help, you will fail. But you're not a failure because you need help. It's your boy Pervy. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. Live from Atlanta, Georgia, y'all. I'm here for the Orange Conference, trying to be a better leader. And I have my team here with me as we try to grow and become better in doing God's work. But um, I appreciate you listening today because my whole goal every time we get together is to uh, connect with your heart 
as a person, um, challenge your perspective, and maybe even change your perception. I, I like to dig deep. I like to dig deep because that's where the good stuff is. That, that, that's surface level stuff. That's that's the fun stuff. The good stuff is when you dig. So um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, until the next time, love God, love people, and show love. Love yourself. Talk to you next time. Peace.